The Yesterday and Today podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun compilation of chronological source materials as they pertain to the Beatles. The show is in no way affiliated with Apple Corps, nor any organization connected to John, Paul, George, or Ringo in any way, though we do consider ourselves premier members of the Bungalow Bill fan club. So kick back, turn off your mind, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yesterday and Today, 1972, Part 5. In this episode, we will cover June 6th through July 27th. On June 12, 1972, Apple Records releases Sometime in New York City by John Lennon and Yoko Ono, the Plastic Ono Band with Elephant's Memory and the Invisible Strings.
It's a song that I dedicated to the sisters in the world, <coughs> called Oh Sisters, Oh Sisters. <coughs> Some people thought she was singing about nuns, but it's not about nuns. Mm-hmm. Male chauvinist pig engineer. <laughs> right on, sister. about getting this album out there. 
It's going to be political. It's going to be different for him. This was really just in-your-face politics. Politics was in the air those days. You know, you couldn't avoid it, right? She had uh, Chairman Mao and Richard Nixon dancing naked on the cover. They wasn't really their bodies. We just stuck their heads on. We got into a lot of trouble. That's all I know. <laughs> was the record that really gave us hell. A lot of problems with that. And I don't think it was sold so much, you know. So I don't think that people <laughs> people had the same opinion with us. Next is Born in the Prison. From the album New York City, some time in.
was a widely uneven and certainly unsuccessful record. Critically, it bombed, and in some cases, it was ridiculed, especially in Britain. John and Yoko at the time were involved and committed to various causes. It seemed they were going in as many different directions as possible without really understanding what they were getting themselves into. Although they were genuinely sincere in their feelings to help people, it became increasingly confusing for fans and foes alike. The album mirrors this situation. 
When we did sometime in New York City, we were doing a newspaper. So there were mistakes, a little harmony wasn't perfect. We didn't go back and perfect every note. We just printed it out, you know, to make a statement on the society right now, right away, and don't, no BS. Just say it. You know, I think this is wrong, but that's right. This is my opinion. was the thing to be at the time, and Lennon lived up to the image of the day, striking out at every injustice he could write a lyric for. Maybe the feeling comes out as oppression or whatever the emotion is through a song another way, but it, I, I, I seldom write a sort of descriptive story in that way. It's usually a feeling I write about, personal feeling. Ain't fair, John Sinclair, in 
Davis, the outspoken ex-University of California professor and radical black activist. Davis had been charged with murder and conspiracy for buying the guns used in the bloody Marin County Courthouse shootout of August 1970, a failed attempt to spring Black Panther George Jackson and the other two Soledad brothers from prison. A year later, August 71, Jackson was shot in the back by prison guards who claimed he was attempting to escape. A few months later, in late December, Angela Davis was captured and held for trial. The Lennons wrote the lyrics for their song, Angela, that winter, after they'd received a letter asking them to check into her story.
That was outrageous. <laughs> we just went totally against what was acceptable in the music world or the rock and roll world. We were just getting to be like Bertolt Brecht.
Side 3 was recorded at the London Lyceum in 1969. This was when John and Yoko joined George Harrison and Eric Clapton on the Delaney and Bonnie tour. The side features Eric and George, Billy Preston, Nicky Hopkins, Klaus Wurman, Jim Gordon, Alan White, Keith Moon, Bobby Keys, plus the whole Delaney and Bonnie band and entourage. This song's about pain. was recorded during a Frank Zappa and the Mothers performance at the Fillmore East in New York. Frank Zappa reacts to John and Yoko's release of the Fillmore concert on their Sometime in New York City album. I got word that uh, John <clears throat> was going to release it and that uh, some negotiation was going to be worked out. But that negotiation never occurred. As a matter of fact, he went in. I'd, I'd sent him a, a safety copy of the 16-track Masters. And uh, I guess he went in with Phil Spector and mixed the thing with this ridiculous tape delay echo on it. He turned off Mark and Howard's voices on the the uh, section called Scumbag, and they were the only ones who were really singing on it. And you can't even hear hear them on their version of the thing. I have a mix of the thing too. You wouldn't even recognize the the two events. And you know he, they did weird things like. Uh, put in certain applause where it didn't really occur and you know they changed the thing around and then the ultimate insult was to take uh, the tune King Kong which was obviously an ensemble performance you know where everybody in the mothers knew what they were playing they were playing the melody it was obviously a song uh, you know if it if it had been a situation where uh, I was mixing the thing, I would say, well, that's obviously a song. What is the name of that song, and who has the writing and publishing on that? Well, it didn't occur in their case. They retitled King Kong Jam Rag, took the publishing and writing credit, and put that on the album that way. You know, So <laughs> consequently, there was a number of very irate phone calls between our office and Alan Klein, and you know, a bunch of uh, show business crap like that. Anyway, that's the story of the Fillmore album. John and Yoko strolled on stage unannounced during the encore. Hey, sit down and cool it for a minute so you can hear what we're going to do. And for, and for those of you in the band who have no idea what's about to happen, this is an A minor, and it's not standard blues changes. But it's close. Yeah, this is a song that I used to sing when I was in the cabin in Liverpool. I haven't done it since, so...
After performing Baby Please Don't Go, a jam ensued in which Yoko crawled into a large sack with a microphone screaming and moaning. Then, one by one, the musicians left the stage, leaving Yoko alone to feedback and an audience yelling and chanting. sometime in New York City album sold fairly well in the States, though to many fans, it seemed that Lennon had simply sold out to further a few causes. The double album, which contained 10 studio tracks and 6 live performances, was the follow-up to John Lennon's Imagine LP. The album was John's third post-Beatles solo album, produced by Phil Spector, sometime in New York City, was a critical and commercial failure compared to Lennon's previous albums. The review shocked and saddened Lennon, Elephant's memory bassist, Gary Van Skyok. I didn't really have time to think about, you know, that it was such a, a flop, but I realized that the political issue was something that probably would hold the album back. Maybe I tried too hard, but I tried to, I suddenly thought, well, okay, I'm writing stuff to sell it in commercial records. He wasn't disappointed in us, but I think he was disappointed in the reaction. Paul McCartney is asked about the album. It's good, you know, I mean, as long as it's what he wants to do, you know, it's, it's fine, you know. It's, you, you, you don't share any sort of social, political concerns. Actually do, you know. But you do it your own way. But yeah, a lot of what he says, you know, is pretty is right. On June 28th in London, George Harrison is honored with two Ivor Novella awards for his song My Sweet Lord. The first is for achievement of the highest certified British sales, and the second for the most performed work of the year. Still in England on June 29th on BBC One's Top of the Pops, radio and TV DJ Jimmy Savile introduces the Wings Barnyard film clip for Mary Had a Little Lamb. Across to West Germany on June 30th, Yoko Ono's artwork is on exhibition in Kessel. The work exhibition is called Documenta 5. On July 7th, Wings leave England en route to France to begin their Wings Over Europe tour. This is in fact the first pre-planned tour by any Beatles since 1966, and the longest itinerary by any member of the group since they stopped touring that year. The former Rainbow Theatre manager John Morris handles the tour. He announces to the press that they have no specific plans to play Britain. Paul wants to play small halls with most seating capacities less than 3,000. Will you be touring in England? Yes, uh, open I mean the reason tour. we didn't do, we're not playing in Britain is because we're playing in France. That's the only reason. We happen to be doing a tour of uh, Europe. Um, yeah, we've done a little thing around the universities in England and we're going to play in England, but uh, the moment we're doing a European thing to sort of play the band in, it's a very new band, you know. 
And if you go and play sort of Britain or America with a very new band, you're really on the spot, you know, you've got to be red hot. Mm -hmm. And uh, it takes a little time for a band to get red hot. Yeah. You know, it's a question of, so it's almost like living together for a little while, bouncing off each other and stuff, you know. This is what we're learning to do on this tour, mm -hmm. at the expense, I suppose, <laughs> of the Europeans. For the next seven weeks, Wings will travel through France, Germany, Switzerland, Denmark, Finland, Sweden, Norway, Holland, and Belgium, using as their base a specially converted, gaily painted London Transport double-decker bus, rented from a company in Hunslow and driven by Pat Puccelli, which had its roof removed and will be affectionately nicknamed Silverline Tours by Paul. It reaches a top speed of only 38 miles per hour, and its fridge contains cheese, steaks, and beer. Can you tell me a bit about the bus, actually? Yeah. Well, it mainly came about, we were on holiday, you know, we were, and we were trying to sort of get healthy before a tour, you know, like a lot of people do, because you think, oh, God, it's really going to take it out of you, know, slog, slog. But we suddenly thought, well, wait a minute, you know, if we're going to be in Europe in the summer, you know, going to places like, you know, uh, you know, south of France, you know. It's just silly to just be in some little box all day, gasping for air and stuff. So we came with this idea to have a, a upper deck, uh, what's it called, open, what are they called? Open deck, like they have in Brighton. Yeah, open deck, you know, upper deck kind of thing. Um, we've got some mattresses up there, you know, so we can just cruise along. Fantastic. It's just great, just lie around, you know, and just get the sun, you see. Keep healthy, man, on tour. Can't be bad. Paul also takes with him the Rolling Stones mobile recording unit. The concerts will have no supporting acts and no encores. The show will be divided into two sets. The second set will be accompanied by a film, with clips of countrysides, flying birds, waves crashing, and astronauts on the moon, all projected behind the band. Wings drummer Denny Sywell remembers comforting a scared Linda McCartney. The night that we started the European tour, I remember backstage, she crying on my shoulder. I mean, she, I'm so, I'm, I'm scared shitless. I can't do this. Yes, you can, girl. Come on, you know, you, you know what you've got to do. Now, let's get out there and do it, you know. On Sunday, July 9th, Wings play their first concert on their Wings Over Europe tour in France at the Theatre Antique, Chateau Vallant. Thank you. 
I think I think the first question I'd ask you uh, out out here in the middle of nowhere <laughs> is why did you start here? Oh, just to say, Chateauvolant. Well, actually, we wanted to start a sort of quite a smallish place to play in. You see, so this is quite a small, out of the way place, but still get a, quite a reasonable audience. That's the truth, Michael. You sound a bit hoarse after your performance tonight, <laughs> I am just a touch. Uh, autograph, yes. Yes, he wants an autograph, I think. Two No, pas de papier. You played several tunes tonight from your next album. Yeah. When will that be out? I uh, don't know, really. We've, we've recorded about half of it now, and we'll finish it off uh, winter sometime. So hopefully at the end of the year, Michael. Ho, oh, ho, ho, he says, yeah. <laughs> Here we are, folks. Here we are, this folks. This indeed. Right. Well, you've got a hit now. Thank you. But I mean, it, you, you could be criticised slightly for the hit, couldn't you? I mean, we're, we're saying, talking uh, about Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yeah, you can be criticised for anything, you know. I mean, I hear some people are saying it's a sellout after Give Ireland Back to the Irish. It isn't. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's just I. Uh, my one of my daughters is called Mary. Linda, did you feel very nervous before tonight? First half, second half, had a great time. Do you find it a great strain working, you know, with someone like Paul? I know he's your husband, but easy. Really, I find it very easy. Will you take this band to America? Yes, hopefully, yeah. They might take me actually. The Wings Over Europe tour next travels to Jolipin overlooking the Mediterranean Sea in the south of France on July 12th, then to the Théâtre Antique in Arles, France on July 13th. Okay, I want you to clap your hands now, come on. Like this. Hey. Just like that. Clap your hands in that. Because that's the way we like it.
The next day, the band was scheduled to play in Lyons, France, but due to poor ticket sales, the show was canceled. So instead, Wings traveled to Paris, where Paul, Linda, and Denny assembled at the EMI Path Marconi Studios to record Linda's song, Seaside Woman. That was actually to prove a point to uh, Sir Lou Grade when we were having frictious times with him. Because he was saying she, she, she couldn't write. Anyway, that's all over with the Seaside Woman. I, I sat her down and said, OK, look, you know, they don't believe you can write. You better write a song. Because they were saying, you know, I mean, did, I don't know, they were suing us for a million dollars in New York and a million pounds, actually a million pounds in New York and in Britain simultaneously because they thought I was cheating. Because of the joint ones? Yeah. I was saying, I was saying, well, uh, finish with the Beatles, finish with John as a collaborator. And I'd like to have Linda now, if you don't mind. And they said, I'm afraid we do, bang, bang. And a couple of lawsuits came out.
On July 16th, Wings travel back on track to the Olympia Hall in Paris, where they play two shows before traveling off to Germany. Circus Krohn in Munich on July 18th to the Offenbach Hall in Frankfurt on July 19th, wings pack in the audience.
over Europe tour traveled on to Switzerland. And on July 21st, the band played the Congress House in Zurich. on July 22nd and July 23rd.
The band then took a few days off to rest and will resume the tour in August. Continuing in a moment, John and Yoko Lennon go to Madison Square Garden to record, and Wings reaches a new high. information or to contact the show visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com also visit at yesterdaypod on twitter and search yesterday and today podcast on facebook see you next time Paul Kaminsky. I'm James Kaminsky. And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. And we bring you the Kaminsky family of podcasts Yesterday and Today and the Third Men podcast. You might know me from one of those dumb voices I do, or my dad (laughs) from his better show than ours. Wow. (laughs) And we're here to tell you about some cool merchandise you can pick up for the show's as we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Marks and Spence underwear? <laughs> Don't worry, we will. <laughs> you can head to our social media pages, that's facebook.com slash yesterdayandtodaypodcast or facebook.com slash thirdmen, or you could head to society Six dot com slash Kaminsky family podcast. That's society the number six dot com slash K A M I N S K I family podcasts. Yeah. Keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello? The lights just went out. <laughs> Guys, we need your help. Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free one. All right. Thank you, Dad. All right, we'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see me. Oh, for God's sake.